go. Hello, dear listener. Thank you for downloading, listening to, streaming Spooky Doings podcast. I'm Rick Guzman. I'm an improv comedian from New York. I'm not improvising because I have yet to find a new venue, but that's okay. That's a problem for another day. <laughs> but today, um, I wanted to talk about a place that is weird for me to enjoy, but it makes sense. We've got Ralph Mandarino, the co-founder and president of Necromantic Brew Company. How are you doing today, Ralph? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for being on the show. Now, listeners that know me personally are going to say, Rick, you don't drink. Why would you go to a brewery? Because I have a girlfriend that does. <laughs> <laughs> and she said to me one day, I found a spooky brewery. I said, well, we're going. And I went in there and I took a look at the decor and I went, well, these are my people. And then we went up to the bar and she ordered her flight. And I saw you had Pepsi and Zaps. So you also had me covered. And I thank you for that. That's it. Got to take care of everybody. Exactly. Not a lot of breweries take care of the designated driver. So that is appreciated. <laughs> so the, your, your, your place is fucking awesome. Thank you I so much. I love all the decorations. I love the crew. You're friendly. You're welcoming. You have trivia nights. You show movies. You have vinyl soundtracks playing. Your bathrooms have the three seashells, which isn't a joke for everybody, but I appreciate it. Only those that practice good hygiene. Would know about the three seashells. That's, that's very, very true. So let's get on to this journey. Where did your love of horror begin? Well, it's, uh, I, it, I thought it was unique, actually. And then it turns out that I've seen this story multiple times from people when they give interviews. So I was like six or seven years old and I had uh, older cousins and they kind of locked us into a room on a holiday. It was, I don't know if it was Thanksgiving or it was Christmas Eve or something. And the exorcist was playing and they were, they took all the younger second cousins and, and cousins and were like, Oh, come on, we're going to watch some TV, whatever. And then it was bang, you know, the exorcist was on and, and the music was so sharp you know, with the violins and the bells and all the stuff. And it was like, you're, you're listening to this and, and you're having this experience. And it was so much for more music at the, at the beginning of the movie when you're watching this thing. And then it was just kind of like, holy crap, because it was on TV. So, you know, it was edited. It wasn't like it was cable, stuff like that. So it wasn't incredibly crazy, but, you know, it was crazy enough where it, you know, left some sort of, you know, imprint or mark on me where it was like, wow, this is kind of cool, you know? And then from there on, I was more apt to explore like the darker side of life or, you know, the differences between, you know, life and death and afterlife and all that other stuff. So it was, uh, that was really what started it. And then from there, you know, you find stuff on your own, you know, and then we, we did have HBO and, you know, so then you, you come across Friday the 13th, you know, part one through eight, you know, pick one <laughs> and a variety of other stuff. Um, and that's how it happened for me. The classic paramount. Now for me, Exorcist has always been more of an Easter film, but that's because I worked at a video store in the nineties <laughs> on Sundays. Sure. Sure. So where did you get the idea to merge that with your love of beer? So basically my, uh, my partner and my best friend would come over, um, and, and just we would just watch horror movies because, you know, I don't know how it is for you or, or for the people listening, but it's 
you know, it's, it's kind of a small community in the sense that, you know, if you don't really know people, you know, like I'm married now 16 years and my wife will, you know, like you just said before, you would put up with going to a brewery, you know, if that's something that she was interested in. My wife would put up, you know, watching a horror movie for me, you know, if that's something that I was interested in. But at the end of the day, though, it's, you know, it's not like they enjoy it, you know, like they're just kind of tolerating it. So it's you don't really have much to talk about afterwards. It was just like, oh, did you like it? And it's like, yeah, yeah, I liked it. You know, so when when I came across Jesse, um, who actually his wife introduced us, I used to work with his wife years ago and um, they were dating at the time and then they got married. And, um, you know, it was one of those things where we just had a conversation. It was totally organic. It was like, oh, you like horror movies. I was like, I like horror movies. And I was like, oh, you know what the big problem is with horror movies? It's like, you know, you have nobody to fucking go with. And uh, he was like, yeah, man, I know that problem. So maybe we should watch movies together. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> so he would come over to my house and we would watch horror movies together. And then it had slowly evolved into a conversation about, hey, we should make our own beer. And of course, like the caveat for me was that I can't have beer because I have a gluten problem. I have celiac. And um, so that was the, the progression of we were watching movies. You know, he would bring over like a four pack of, of alcohol and I would have, you know, like tequila neat or Tito's on the rocks or some sort of mixed drink between the two. And, you know, halfway through the movie, I'm like, drooling on myself you know because <laughs> you know the content for alcohol and those things are way more than beer is so he's able to drink and be merry and watch the film and i'm sitting there like and we will watch double features so it was like but by the time the last movie was over even before the next movie started i was like zonked you were gone <laughs> yeah i was gone and that was kind of what it was so he was like we should do our own beer we should do our own beer and i was like i don't know man like it seems like a lot of time a lot of energy a lot of effort and then he kind of dumbed it down for me. It was like, you know what? Why don't, you know, beer takes a while. We can just make beer while we watch movies. And I was like, oh shit, we could do that, right? Like that's a, this way it's not in addition to, and it's not in lieu of, it's just, you know, this is merging the two. So I was like, yeah, that's, that's fine. You know, like, let's just do that then. So we did. And, and that was the whole inspiration of the place because, you know, I was like, why don't we just bring the basement, you know, to, to the brewery like that'll be it like everything that we do here you know because we would always have such a blast you know and like, everything we do here we'll just do there you know and we'll even try and make it look like a basement but like a, like a nicer version of a basement nobody wants to go you know sit in somebody's you know 2700 square foot basement with just bare bare walls and posters you know or maybe some you know, drop ceiling and some lights like that doesn't seem like i would go there and spend money yeah respectfully so, your place looks nothing like a basement <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the premise anyway. Yes. So, and, uh, and I can understand completely as someone who took, you know, my love of improv comedy and my love of horror. When you take two things that you love and mash them together, it's, it's universal chocolate and peanut butter. It's like, yeah, why didn't great. I think of this sooner? Yeah, totally. You know, and it's funny, it's come up in conversation now the last couple of days with some customers. Um, that dig it, you know, that don't necessarily care one way or the other. Like you get people in that don't give a shit about gluten-free beer and that's fine, you know, and then you get people in that don't give a shit about craft beer, you know, and then that's fine also. Uh, and then you just get people that like horror or then you get the people that, you know, really don't like horror, but they like, you know, they call it a vibe, you know, like it's a vibe, but they, whatever they enjoy about it, you know, it's because we're authentic. You know, it's not like we were sitting there and we were like, all right, what's the best way to monetize this business? Oh, I know something that's untapped, you know, like let's, 
let's sap some cash from these suckers because you know that's it doesn't exist you know it, it was an, a totally organic you know thing that we were like this is who we are and you know we just hope that there was enough people like us that would enjoy it and that's kind of how it happened as a non-drinker that does go to breweries on occasion i like that you mentioned walking into your place is different from other breweries because you seem like you're there with your friends and then every once in a while someone comes in and is like hey here's our menu no pressure do your thing yeah i mean our premise was like uh, when i was growing up and even uh felicia and jesse when they were growing up you know we would all have house parties we're all on long, we were long islanders you know what i mean so it's like they're just parties on the weekends it's just what you do and it was I always loved hosting. I always liked being, you know, like a ringmaster, you know, like just coming, you know, facilitating a good time. Not to say I wasn't overindulging myself because I definitely can and will, but it was like, you know, I just wanted to be sure that the people that were there that were with me, you know, when they went home, they were like, oh man, that was a really fun night. And that was something, you know, they would want to do, you know, another night so you can keep the party going. And that was kind of where we, we have that atmosphere where it's like, maybe we're your crazy cousin or, you know, like for some of the younger people, you know, the fun, you know, uncle, you know, and an aunt or whatever. And it's like, that's what we want. We want to just welcome you in. Like when you're there, you know, it's funny. I said one time I was like, oh, when you're here, your family. And then fucking Jesse goes, dude, that was the Olive Garden commercial. And I'm like, fucking hey, man. I didn't say it invented it. You know, it was like it just it sounded right at the time. Like, you know, when you're there, we want to treat you like, you know, this is where you belong. This is where you're hanging out. And if, you know, we get the people that walk in and walk out. They look at the place and they're <laughs> just kind of like, what the fuck is this? Not for me. OK, thanks. Bye. You know, and that's fine, too. You know, we want our people there like. Whereas I walked in and I saw the barrel from Return of the Living Dead. And then I noticed you had a tar man inside of it. And I went, oh, this place is cool. <laughs> and then yeah, I, I have noticed, at least one drink with tar man. Yeah. And then I noticed you had a, the barrel from Jaws. Uh, but there was somebody else sitting there. I'm like, next time, baby. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> and the last time I went there, I sat at that barrel. And I, That's mission, right. Mission accomplished. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, or not so funny, but uh, so my partner and friend, Jesse, he's uh, an engineer. Uh, he went to school for engineering. So he likes to build and construct and stuff like that. So like for him, the barrels were kind of like a challenge almost in the sense of we had ideas for what we wanted them to be, but we weren't sure exactly how it was going to get executed. And then it just evolved so quick over time. You know, even the decor evolved quick over time, like because we got screwed with COVID and, and then we had delays and stuff like that, we were able to really take a, a fast idea that we were trying to like really move quick with and turned it into a well thought out idea um, that we were able to better execute. You know, like originally, although we have uh, 20 posters on the walls, you know, so it's like wall to wall to wall to wall posters. But, you know, if, at one point that was to be it, like that was just going to be your nod to the horror, and then that was it. And then it was, we always knew we were gonna have the two long tables, eight person a piece, and we we're gonna put license plates in there. But as you do this stuff, it's like, oh man, you know, the posters are cool, but fuck, there's so much more wall. Like it's just bare. So what are you gonna do? You know, so then we found people to make replica signs. So we have the slaughtered lamb sign. We've got the, you need a medical supply, which is now like we turned one table into an entire corner, you know, like the return of the living dead is like its own little corner with the poster, the, you need a sign, uh, trioxin comic book, uh, replica art, 
and then the tar man and then same thing with jaws we were like all right well we knew we were going to do the barrel so then i was like oh man if we can find somebody who could make like the the top uh, a piece of the boat from the orca then that would be fantastic and we searched everywhere we actually found somebody who was able to do it and then you know we, we put that on top of the barrel and even that section is like all right so you got the uh, hazardous you know no swimming sign and um the uh, let polly do the printing yeah you know it's just it worked out good you know and then it was like hey maybe we should turn this into like a tgi fridays of horror you know so then we started going to uh, all these conventions locally connecticut horror convention you know pennsylvania horror convention jersey horror conventions you know and, and just collected memorabilia met a whole bunch of cool people um actor actress wise and uh, actually some of them are kind of friends with us now so like we're hoping to have you know events where um these people come down and you know they'll do signings and meet and greets and then they'll you know we'll do some screenings of their work you know where they can talk about their experiences on set and stuff like that and like i said this this whole thing was just like one organic snowball that is that is the beautiful thing about i was going to ask how you got those barrels and having someone make them makes a lot more sense than scouring online and trying to like find a replica because uh, that orca tabletop looked fucking gorgeous as well. Yeah. And you got your little Ghostbusters corner. That's right. All, you got all your 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 accoutrements and autographs <laughs> on the wall and behind there. And I believe last time I was there, you mentioned uh, the the wall behind the bar is the tall man's mausoleum. That's from right. Phantasm. Like that's pretty cool. And as a non-drinker, I will frequently help my beautiful lady choose a beer by what has the most whimsical title. And without question, I got to think it's Chudweiser. <laughs> got to love the Chud. Ironically, we just ran out of Chud. Uh, I think it was this weekend. Again? So uh, I, I got I to, uh, I got to get, you know, on that. And, um, but yeah, no, the Chudweiser is so cool. You know, we made, that was the first beer we made. It was a pale ale. And, uh, so we were like, what are we going to call this thing? You know, and at that time we were really, you know, like into watching, you know, Chud, Chud 2 and stuff like that. And it was like the freshest thing in our mind. And I was like, man, you know, what's the most popular, you know, maybe not popular, but the most, you know, well-recognized beer in the world, you know, is Budweiser or whatever. So I was like, ah, Chudweiser. And we'll spell it differently, you know, the wiser part. And I was like, well, you know what? Best case scenario, they sue us and then we're really popular. Like, That'll you know, happen. Bud Budweiser comes after small, innocent horror brewery you know <laughs> it it, 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 be, it becomes the beer you're not allowed to have right exactly that's, that's a that's some malcolm mclaren thinking right there <laughs> but yeah no so cool you know i mean between that and we made so many uh iterations of chud we've got chudweiser we've got chudweiser ribbed we we just told you know somebody was like hey you should make a chudweiser light i was like oh shit we should do a chudweiser light and then we've got a uh, this bud is a chud and uh, so there's so many different chuds that we have. Um, if you want to throw it back to the 80s, you can have Chud Bowl next month. There you go. That's 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 the stuff right there. My, my, you can take that that idea gratis. All right. <laughs> As you mentioned, master of ceremonies, you do have your trivia nights or afternoons uh, when when I attended, which are fun. And I thought I was going to go in there and kick ass, and I didn't. <laughs> you made it difficult, and I appreciate that. But you were also very encouraging with each round with the score back. You're like, all right, doing better. You're doing okay. Yeah, well, you know, the one thing is like, 
I know I've never actually gone to a trivia. I just know of them. So I was just kind of like, if I'm going to do this, I got to do it. And it's got to be at least like where people don't feel like, you know, shamed, like, you know, they go in there and they're like, oh shit, I only got one or two questions. Right. Or whatever. And then, you know, maybe they get three or four questions. Right. It's like, you want a little bit of encouragement. You're trying to have a good time. And, you know, if you're sitting there, you know, and I know if I was sitting there drinking and not getting anything right, I'd be like, man, I feel like a fucking idiot. And then it's like, I don't want to be here anymore. You know, and then you wind up leaving. So I actually recently started to not do trivia myself. So we brought in a couple of people to do the trivia and not to say it's been a bigger success, but it's definitely like one was definitely a bigger success. So we partnered with uh, another local place. It's called Strange Love Parlor and uh, they're over in Lindenhurst. And it's basically, you know, like everything the name embodies. So like the owner, she's a very great, uh, great person. She um, she does taxidermy. So you have some of that around in her parlor for sale. Um, she's got a lot of, um, you know, like I want to say novelties, but like a bunch of stuff from Trick or Treat Studios, a lot of horror mm. memorabilia that we ourselves would probably and do have, you know, like we have that gremlin prop replica. I bought mm. that from her. Um, we just got uh, last Thursday, she hosted trivia for us. And when she was there, she brought like a six foot table of her stuff and the Necronomicon was on it. And I was like, well, got to have that one so bought the necronomicon from her too um a couple of tiki mugs it was awesome it was great like that that was a fun night between her people our people yeah she dressed like elvira you know and and she definitely has you know the elvira look um it was great you know and i mean it was a lot of fun everybody had a blast and uh you know hope to do that one again and then we have one uh one girl that does it uh, regularly now in the last two months, she does it at least once a month for us. Um, Stephanie, uh, Long Island uh, Beer Craft Cutie, I believe uh, she does it. So she's like a craft beer aficionado influencer type person. And it's great. You know, like she's so kind. She's a local. She comes in, you know, and, and gives us business. She was giving me business well before I asked her to do trivia. You know, like trivia never came up. You know, she never sold herself. You know, she was just hanging out and, you know, through the Instagram profiles when she would share our stuff or give us a shout out. Then I was like, oh, shit, she does bingo. She does trivia. She does all this stuff, you know, and I was just kind of like, you know, she was the first person I asked to do it if I wasn't going to do it, because it's like you want to give back to those that have given to you. So it was oh, absolutely. More, more than happy to do that. And she does a great job, too. Like and, they, and we all do it so differently, which is cool. You know, like, again, I don't know what I'm doing. So, like, I'm ripping off questions from like uh, Trivial Pursuit Horror Edition, you know, like um, Strange Love Parlor. She she took uh, I don't even know how many hours and created 100 custom, you know, trivia horror questions you know spanning anywhere from you know the 70s to currently um and then stephanie does it interactively where she does it with a computer and an app so it's like every time you come in depending on who's hosting it at that time you know you're getting a different experience which is so much fun absolutely i'm looking forward to attending the next one that i can but yeah let's go back to you saying that you're a master of ceremonies were you like me in that you were the guy that would pick the movies uh, yeah for your parties it's like hey we're watching this get ready yeah i mean it, i don't know if it was just like personalities that gravitate towards each other but for the most part like i guess because i have a strong personality most of the people that i surround myself with don't have too much of a strong opinion 
So everyone's always like, yeah, whatever you want to do or whatever it is, I don't care. You know, you pick or, you know, it's like nobody, nobody really had a strong opinion. So it was easy for me to just take the reins and being like, all right, you know, we'll do this. But I will say after a while, it does get kind of tiring. You know, if you're that guy, all <laughs> if the you're time, always constantly. driving the fun bus. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, sometimes I'm like, come on, have an opinion, you know, but um Luckily now, you know, with the people I surround myself with, it's not, it's not the same. There's a lot of give and take. There's a lot of compromise on all parties and uh, that's a good thing. You know, like, I think that's uh, that's a good thing. So, but yeah, totally like back then it was, it was just always something, you know, had to do something special, you know, there was always something special. And that's the beauty about this place. Like, you know, it's like when you run it, when you own it, you can do, you know, basically whatever you're crazy mind comes up with not to say that we do anything like ridiculously different than everybody else but it was like you know like we have a psychic night you know we've had the pleasure of being able to you know pick what psychic we want you know like there's so many of them out there and we feel like we found uh, a couple of people that are really good um scary good in some instances um you know that that it's entertaining for all involved you know my wife by trade is a graphic artist so she hosts paint nights for paint and sips you know, but by doing it this way, we're still, you know, authentic and unique to who we are. So we do a paint and sip, you know, it's always going to be on theme, you know, like I know a lot of the other breweries have to hire um, companies. And when you do that, some of these companies, they only have like one design, one set design. So technically, if you're not available on one day, even if you like that brewery, you could go to like California Pizza Kitchen. And you could do the same, you know, design there. And that's cool. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not knocking that business or, or how they do it, but it's like, for us, we're different. We want it to be different. So like for Christmas, we did Jack Skellington. Uh, actually, if you hold on, because I'm home, I happen to have it. Oh, cool. Um, Let's see it. Not so that, this this uh, was so nicely done. And all, all the people that showed up, it was almost you know, like a one for one, they all did the same. It looked fantastic. You know what I mean? They all came out very nicely. So this was, you know, Christmases. Then um, for this month in January, we did uh, Friday the 13th, obviously was, you know, a couple of days ago. So we did the uh, I Love New York uh, part eight with Jason's mask as the heart instead. And then instead of him tearing through the paper, because that's a little complicated for someone that maybe has never painted before. Um, we just put a skyline on the bottom and, um, we actually had a 10 year old boy and his family, um, come, he was, he's very into art and he's very into horror and his parents are so nice and encouraging and stuff like that. So, you know, they were like, yeah, sure. You know, that's something you want to do. We'll, you know, we'll do it. And they came and, and, and couldn't have had more fun. And it was so cool to be, you know, again, like you're facilitating that moment for them. Um, and then for February, for Valentine's Day, we're going to be doing a, a one more nightmare before Christmas for the for uh, this section of, I guess, months. So it'll be um, Jack and Sally on top of the hill, but uh, the background starry night. And then on, uh, it's a cascading hill of um, jack-o'-lanterns. Mm. So um, it's actually very nice. Um, cool you know so like i said you know events that are you know you might be able to get at other breweries but you know again authentic and unique to what we do here and and that's appreciated because if you can build a community within a community uh i've noticed uh, for the few that i've lucky been lucky enough to be a part of there's a longevity there you got people that'll just keep coming back and coming back 
just because it's fun. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, back before uh, the pandemic when you know, we'd be able to perform in Midtown. Some improvisers that I really respected, just like I just like doing your show because it's fun. Done. That's all I need. And, Enough. And your place definitely has that. So okay, because you also do double features. Uh, January you had Giallo. Uh, Tuesday, I believe it was. That's right. Today being a Tuesday when we're recording, yes. um, I'm going to do uh, some modern takes. So I don't know if you've ever heard of Abracadabra. I've heard of it. I've not seen it. So we got that one. And then I've got uh, the editor. So I was just trying to uh, find those DVDs because I have them, uh, Blu-rays rather. So one I have, the editor I'm, I'm searching for now just because I haven't posted it on Instagram yet, but I'm hoping to get it up there shortly. So what's your process? for picking a good double feature. Cause mine is like, I look for some kind of connective tissue of a theme, not always, you know, same star or same director, what have you, just something that has like the right vibe. Like when we spoke to BJ McDonald that uh, directed studio 666, I'm like, I'd love to pair that with Deathgasm. Oh yeah. <laughs> just as fun so good. metal horror comedies i'm like those two will mix real real well so what's what's your process of finding well, they, the right feel on a double feature i think this obvious i mean it seems like there has to be some sort of connection whether you want to buy, be smart about it and have it's like an underlying connection where you know maybe if somebody hasn't seen one movie they would say oh i get why you would watch these two you know or or something that's you know a little bit more in your face you know like you said maybe Maybe it was, you know, shared directors, shared time, you know, theme is similar, you know, like for, for us, you know, I wanted to obviously Giallo, you know, January, it's actually, I don't know how it came to be, but it's definitely come to be um, something, you know, I, I found it online and stuff like that. And it was like, I just wanted to, you know, give a good show for those, you know, four weeks. So for the first one, we did um, Torso and oh no no the first one was the new york ripper i think and i forget the other one i did shows you how much i pay attention but um maybe you were just having some beers on the job which you're free to do <laughs> right exactly exactly i mean sometimes you know it's hard to not overindulge when you're taking like we have this one beer it's nine and a half percent santa's bloody sash um you know it's like you can't you got to be very careful with how you ingest that how quickly so last week we did uh, Phenomena and Torso, Yeah. you know, so for that one, um, you know, there wasn't an, a necessary like connection in the sense of, you know, something traditional like Argento had done one, um, but obviously Martino had done the second one. So it was just kind of like Torso, I always thought was, you know, special in the sense of, I think it was almost the first one that I had ever seen. Um and I don't even know how we came about it. It was just like, oh, this looks cool. You know, and we threw it on and I was like, wow, like, this is awesome. You know, and then it's like, oh, my God, there's a whole genre of film like this. So I was like, this is cool or subgenre of film, you know, so phenomena. I felt like we have that soundtrack and um, it's also, you know, like, um, I guess a strong feminine lead. You know, I felt like that there were strong feminine. Lead. I mean, most of them had gotten killed, but they were strong women mm -hmm. uh, in torso. Uh, especially when they went to that chateau and they were trying to get away from everything to like kind of relax and regroup and stuff like that. But, you know, like they definitely had a lot of, you know, fire, a lot of attitude and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, well, you know, they kind of have some sort of, 
you know, strong feminine leads in those. So I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll show those, you know, like that was a good one. And then the, um, the first one we had done for the month. Um, yeah, I forget what, uh, what I paired with the New York Ripper. Mm, terrible, that's okay. terrible memory. That's what somebody knows out there. And the event happened. So it's not like any listeners can go and catch it now. That's true. It is. It happened and it was over. But bringing about the strong feminine lead, that is something I've always loved about the horror genres. Because as exploitative as it can be, uh, there's something about uh, those ladies that survive that they are badasses and we love them for that. So, oh, 100%. So, who's, who's your favorite final girl? Oh, man, <laughs> that is tough. That is tough. <laughs> I guess recently, you know, I'm, uh, I would say Jenna Ortega does a hell of a job. Like, she is really, really good um, at she what she certainly does. does. Um, you know, maybe prior to that, mm, that's so tough. You know, like Jamie Lee Curtis is iconic. Um, Man, I mean, even, even, you know, like even her mom, right? Like, I mean, uh, for, for the birds, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, Janet Lee. yeah, yeah. Oh, not the birds. I'm sorry. And Janet Lee though, um, with Psycho, she didn't survive, but I mean, it was like, you know, she had strong feminine mm-hmm. characters. You know, she got fed like, up with her boss and decided to rip him off. I get <laughs> it. We've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no, uh, with Tippy Henderson, you know, that was the community bird. service got done, and you know, it's a misdemeanor yeah, right. now. That was it. Um, but yeah, no, it's cool. I mean, it's hard to say, man. There's so many good movies. That's when somebody says, you know, what's your favorite horror movie? And it's like, man, I don't know, like at the time, you know, like or at the moment, or you know, what was going on, or you know, for what it is, it's hard, you know, like Sarah Connor, you know, the actress, um, that played Sarah Connor. It's not right, it's not. Um, it's not horror, you know, it's more sci-fi, but again, like just a badass woman, you know, like somebody that'd be like, holy crap, you know, like imagine if that was your mom, you know what I mean? Like just somebody that would, you know, constantly be able to take care of business. Like you don't have to worry about anything growing up, stuff like that. Like, I mean, that's just cool. Even your wife, you know, somebody that can just handle, you know, stuff. It's like, it's awesome. So along with mentioning Jenna Ortega recently, which I assume from Scream, because that's where she survived. Right. What else, what other new films have you enjoyed recently? So, that you're, yeah, waiting, no. you're waiting to get the DVD so you can show them in the brewery. The, uh, the hardest part now has been, you know, we're open. We were open seven days a week from October um, to January. And then now January, I've closed on Monday just to have like a day to breathe. Yeah. Just one, (laughs) just one. Um, uh, But, you know, hoping to, you know, recover from I have been sick and and haven't been brewing a lot. So it was like now I want to take the time on the Mondays and start brewing again so we can get more stuff. But um, to your question, um, Barbarian was great. Uh, I haven't really seen a lot of new stuff. Uh, Smile, I thought was fun. You know, like I thought, you know, the the whole when they revealed the backstory of what it was, I thought that Mm -hmm. was kind of cool. Um, no spoilers. <laughs> we, we, we did a spoiler episode about that recently, so it's okay. But, um, you know, so that was funnish, I think. Um, I know right now that movie Skidamarink, I wanted to try and catch that. I haven't been able to. Um, and uh, Megan, I promised I would take my daughter, who is now 15, um, and she's a big screaming gal. Um, so I wanted to do that. Um, 
I haven't seen that one yet, but life uh, gets in the way. I wanted to see uh, Megan this weekend, but uh, then I got sick and that got derailed. So that won't yeah. happen. Damn. But uh, outside of uh, Smile and Barbarian, kind of disappointed lately with Blumhouse. You know, like I they feel like out of the gate, they were really strong with what they were putting out there. And then it just kind of like fizzled fast. Um, there were a couple of things that were cool, but, you know, like overall, they've been kind of a letdown. I know my daughter really enjoys um, Happy Death Day. Uh, happy Death Day to you. That was one I was reluctant to see. And then I watched it and I went, you know what? This is pretty fun. Yeah, like definitely not, you know, like definitely not the worst movie, you know, or one of the worst movies. It was definitely like it had its charm. And I thought it was kind of interesting the way that they did the, you know, again, no spoilers, just time travel. But um, it was just one of those things, you know, where when you work so much, it's hard to uh, to catch new stuff. I mean, we do stream stuff. So, you know, like I had Nope on yesterday, but I had no chance to actually like watch it. It was more like in the background because um, I heard Nope was really good and I wanted to see that one. Uh, and then, you know, try and keep um, current because, you know, Waxworks puts out so many records. And like you said, we have vinyls. Yeah. So it's like if there's a good soundtrack, you know, like I want it. So, you know, it's, you got to try and, you know, at some point, you know, catch up on these things because everything sells out. You know, like when you get some of these steelbooks or limited release, you know, Blu-rays, it's like if you're not on it, forget it. You know, like you're, you're going to have to pay crazy prices. That is very true when, when Waxwork will put out a soundtrack and go, all right, I want to see that movie, but I want to make sure I like the music before I order the soundtrack. <laughs> right. Even though the artwork and, and like the, the wax that they use for the vinyl are normally like awe-inspiring with how beautiful their stuff comes out. Um, unless it's Carpenter. Then you know you just buy the, the soundtrack. <laughs> that is sight unseen. Yeah. Firestarter <laughs> and Descartes. <laughs> That's a good one. Guilty. Absolutely guilty. And I make no bones about it. That's okay. Nothing wrong with it. All right. I'll recommend a couple that I saw this weekend. One is Sick on Peacock. Okay. Uh, co-written by Kevin Williamson. It's a pandemic home invasion movie. Oh, wow. And the other one is Gone in the Night, starring Winona Ryder and uh, Dermot Mulroney. And uh, that's... Much like Barbarian, I, I think Airbnb slash vacation horror is now becoming a thing. And I'm like, if that's a new subgenre, I can get behind that. What was the other ones? Um, oh, my God. It's a, I can see the poster. It's like an image. It was like a, um, an influencer that went on vacation. And then, you know, I, I was on Shudder. Superhost? Yeah, Superhost. Yeah. That one? Man. Not as... Not as creepy as no, uh, I no. think of Barbarian. Not at all. Gone in the Night is a realistic kind of creepy. Uh, that that's, I like. all, that's all I'm going to say. Cool. And, and The Rental, which shocked the hell out of me, uh, how much mm -hmm. I love that one. Very cool. I'm like, Dave Franco directed this? Cool. I'm there. <laughs> uh, and, and the dog survived. That's important too. <laughs> yeah. Dog surviving is key. Oh my God. Yeah, we, we play um, collections of um, trailers mm -hmm. and oh my God, I had this one trailer disc that I bought and all I saw when I bought it was Dawn of the Dead. So I was like, all right, cool. And it was just a name. It had nothing to do with zombies or anything. And um, but then like in small print on like parentheses, it says best TNA trailers of all time. 
And again, we're, you know, like a regular business, you know, open regular hours, <laughs> like 4.30 in the afternoon playing some fucking TNA trailers. Like I had no idea. Like, I don't know why. I mean, I was just so, again, you're moving around, you're doing so many things. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm missing the small, finer details sometimes. Um, to my detriment. And then, you know, like there was a group of people that were in there and they were digging it and having fun. And then like in one of the trailers, like a dog gets offed, you know, and then it's just like, all right, well, that's kind of horrific. Sure. And then in this, you know, 10 seconds later, it's like tits, 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 tits. And I'm like, Oh my God. And then all of a sudden I saw swastikas and I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, what did I buy? Like, this is, you know, like all of a sudden it's like Nazi exploitation, and I guess, you know, again, at the time, 70s, whatever, like it was definitely a thing. Um, but that's not something <laughs> I want playing. No, I, 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 I get now, now, the last time I was in your place, you were playing Night of the Creeps, which admittedly haven't gotten around to watching in its entirety yet. And I'm like, all right, based on what I'm seeing, I'm going to remedy this. So sitting there, beautiful ladies having her drink. I'm having my Pepsi and Zaps. And all of a sudden I see some breastlesses on the screen. I'm like... I'm a happy guy, but yeah, that's, that's me. <laughs> in movies, you know, like it's what it is. Like if there's a sex scene or something, like that's fine. But it's like these trailers, you know, like they're like red band. So it's like yeah. they're meant for shock and awe. So it's like, but that's at that moment, like I say at 4.30, 5, 36 o'clock in the afternoon, that's not something that I'm interested in. You know, on a Saturday night, we close at 11 o'clock. So maybe 9, 10, 11, <laughs> you know, you throw on that one right. if, you know, if. But, when uh, when yes. you're not gonna have, when you know there's no ten year olds gonna stroll in and start painting, right? Exactly. You know, well, and the those thing, are the hours for that. And the thing about it is, you know, like our clientele is so cool, you know, because mm -hmm. like they get it. So uh, we post, you know, like 21 and over, but it's not like it's a mandatory thing. It's more like a recommendation, you know, like my, mm -hmm. my thing is like, so for my daughter, like I said, she's 15 now, but she's been watching horror movies since she was four. And you better believe there have been awkward moments, you know, like how many memes have you seen? Like, oh, you know, when I watch a horror movie and it's like, you know, people dying or people talking or people doing nothing. And then it's like and then when I'm watching a horror movie and somebody walks in the room and it's just like, you know, dry humping. Yes. It's just kind of like it's inevitable. So, you know, she's seen probably more than she should have, you know, at an age. And at that point, once they're exposed, I was like, well, we've opened the can of worms now. So it's like. My again, my opinion as a parent, it was like, well, you know, we're here, so we may as well go forward with it. So then ever since then, she's dug it. And then, like I said, you know, like I would let her, but I'm not everybody else's parent. So we always say there's content, there's memorabilia that might be, you know, jarring or shocking for somebody, you know, that's, you know, a tiny tiger or whatever. So it's up to you, you know, like we don't make bones about who we are. We tell everybody, you know, straightforward. This is who we are. This is what we do. We play things that, you know, have strong content, violence, you know, nudity, sexual situations. It's it is an unedited or, you know, theatrical release of the film. You know, we have a license to play films. Um, so that's just what we're going to do. You know, if you're comfortable with that, you know, you want to bring in, you know, a one year old, two year old, somebody who's not even paying attention to the screen. Or you want to bring in that 10-year-old who just thinks everything is awesome and you let them watch stuff. Then If you want to set that portable car seat up on the bar and have a flight, that's, <laughs> that's up to you. Yeah, how much, how bad do you want it, baby? You know, like, that's kind of what it is. Like, we're here for you and we're putting it out there. But, you know, totally up to you and if, how and if you want to get a babysitter or not. And like I say, we have a lot of parents you know, sometimes they'll bring the little one in when they can't, you know, been a couple of weeks since they've been out and they can't get a sitter. So they want to bring the kid. No problem. 
you know, yeah. like just is what it is. Kid can get up and sit and play the Terminator two game for a while. It's all right. That's it. Some people love that game and you know, other people just, uh, like we have one negative review, like in all our reviews, it's one negative one. Not about the beer, not about the place, but the arcade machine. She gave us one or two, no, two stars. Two stars because of the arcade machine. It was too loud, too annoying. And the most offensive thing of all was I was the one that was playing it. Okay. So that was, that was how dare the owner stand there and play a game when he has a full staff of people behind the bar. <laughs> Okie dokie. Well, speaking as someone that has a terminal case of Pac-Man fever, I get it. When it calls, you must answer. Well, truthfully, I'm putting all my scores up on there. And then eventually what we're going to do is we're going to make a post and be like, get on the all time best list and you can have a free beer. You know, like that's part of, you know, the fun of doing it. It's like, yeah, beat my scores, have fun. You know what I mean? Like go in there, have a good time, bring your friends, play a little bit, play for, you know, like that game, especially like, dude, that thing eats money. That's why I was like, if there was a home version, we got the home version. So this way it's like, you don't have to ask people to put in quarters or dollars or whatever. You just make it free and, you know, play till your heart's content and you know see where you wind up on the leaderboard you know get on the leaderboard win a beer like that's basically what we're going to wind up doing and prevent judgment day which that's right and save the human race right which is what we're all going for <laughs> now I love, I love at the end of that at that game that's the one spoiler i'm going to do at the end of the game it says like you know congratulations you know you've saved you know whatever you've uh, prevented judgment day and it's like dot 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 for now it can still happen you know like thanks i won but impending doom that, that's the message of that franchise. <laughs> yeah, totally. 100%. But I have always felt deep in my heart there is no better nightclub in cinema history than Tech Noir. That's just me talking. <laughs> <laughs> I like where your head's at. I like where your head's at. What can I say? Well, I got to thank you for talking with us. This is going to come out on February 4th. So if you got any events planned around that time, let our listeners know now and where they can find you online. Find sure. out more details so, uh, of your space. Absolutely. Let me uh, pull up my February stuff. But we are located at uh, 253 Main Street in Farmingdale on Long Island. Um, we have Instagram. You can, you know, it's at necromanticbruco.com. Uh, necromantic is spelled with a C, not a K. Um, and then that's um, all one word. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We don't do too many tweets. Um, but we are on Twitter. Um, and then for February, so, well, February 1st, we're doing the fog screening because it's an anniversary of the fog. Um, February 1st, 1980 was the fog. We're even going to have um, a fog machine playing, uh, running. So that's cool. Uh, February 8th is our paint and sip. That one's with the Jack and Sally uh, Van Gogh style. February 15th, the day after Valentine's Day, is going to be Psychic Night. Um February 22nd, we're going to have uh, bingo. So we're going to have horror movie bingo, which is the first one we're going to do. Interesting. Um, yeah. So then on Tuesdays, Terror Tuesdays will now be uh, the on the 14th is Valentine's Day. So we're going to have some uh, lovers uh, double features on our 110 inch screen with projector. Um, might be Bloody Valentine. Um, could be uh, we were going through all this stuff last night we have uh, phantom of the mall 
Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's going. Uh, we've got uh, a oh love God. story for the ages. For the ages, I think that's Phantom exactly what the tagline is. I think that's the tagline. <laughs> and that song by the Vandals over the closing credits. Yes, sir. Oh, that's so good, right? That that rocks so much. <laughs> I was thinking of getting, because um, I've been wanting this one for a while, uh, Phantom of the Opera, but with uh, Robert England that uh, plays uh, the mm-hmm. Phantom. Because I haven't, I don't have that one. I have, I've seen, I saw it maybe like once or twice and it was so long ago. I was like, fuck. And I, I get that one on Blu-ray and then maybe we'll have that one too. And then we've got Bride of Chucky. I mean, we've got Magic um, and Margaret and Anthony Hopkins. Um, and then I've got The Love Witch. So we'll have uh, plenty of plenty uh, of stuff that we'll throw if, in there. If ever there was a movie that I wanted to be a set dresser on just so I could steal that rug, it was The Love Witch. <laughs> <laughs> we umbrella umbrella um uh the the people that make uh, the Blu-rays and stuff, they came out with this like Love Witch set, collector's edition. So we actually have her tarot cards in the place. Uh because I bought that. It came with like a little poster, collector's poster. Uh, small poster, but um, the tarot cards and the uh, special edition Blu-ray. So I was like, that's cool. We got to get those tarot cards in there. Cause yeah, there was a lot in that movie where I was like, holy crap, if that was a thing, I would definitely buy it, which I'm sure it was, but you know, you're going to find it vintage. If you are, it's going to be like a crazy amount of money. Uh, the regular but, day job is props and set dressing. So I'm guaranteeing somebody, walk, somebody had dibs in yeah. charge. Like once we wrap this location, that rug is mine. I'm sure a hundred percent. Uh, the 21st is Mardi Gras. I think uh, we're doing Mardi because we've got Mardi Gras Massacre. I don't know if you've mm. ever seen that one. That's I've not one. seen that one. I that do love New one. Orleans. I ordered a king cake. And that's the thing. The fact that you had Zaps, I'm like, this is my place. <laughs> I love it. I love that. I love the Evil Eye one too, but it's like it does something because all our snacks are gluten-free. Everything in the place is gluten-free, but it's just like, so the, the red one, the Evil Eye one, it's not that it's spicy, but like it definitely like it doesn't agree with me. So I was like, all right, we'll just do the voodoo chips. So I was like, we'll do that. But I love Zaps. Zaps is awesome. Like they, they just make such good stuff. Um, and then I think Friday the 17th is Denise Richards' birthday. So I'm not sure, you know, because we could also do Tammy and the T-Rex for Valentine's Day, but maybe I'll do it on, the, on her birthday. Then Invasion of the Body Snatchers on February 5th. I think that's their anniversary. And then Christina Ricci has a birthday. So I know like sometimes depending on the actor, actress, whatever, if we have stuff like I think two weeks ago it was Nicolas Cage's birthday. Uh, so we had like an all day cage-a-thon, you know, <laughs> it's like playing Mandy, Color Out of Space, um, Willy's Wonderland, you know, uh, Vampire Kiss, you know, stuff like that. So that's uh, that's what we do. And then tr- I'm going to do another trivia in February. I haven't decided what yet. And then uh, we have a local place that does chocolates. Um, so maybe if I can connect with them, hook up with them, we can do like a chocolate night, you know, where we can play again, you know, some sort of romance horror, you know, shtick and, and make our own chocolates or something. Who knows? You never know. You never know. Well, I'm going to try to cut to some of particularly the trivia because I'm competitive. Hey man, I'm telling you. you. Yeah, no, it's it's good. It's it's so good. You know, I mean, the, the, that last Thursday was killer one. I'll tell you, she she did a good job. Like she made some introductory questions. Like the first, if she did like a warm up question, it was hysterical, and everyone was like, you could hear them groaning. They're like, oh, we thought this was going to be challenging or whatever, you know. And then she winds up asking, you know, like I think it was, oh man, the way that she worded it. 
it was like what 1970s slasher wore three different masks um in in one film to to kill or whatever or has three different masks or whatever anyway it wound up being like it was Leatherface, and i was oh. like that was the whole thing it was like uh, i was gonna I was, guess terror train i was like what the fuck i'm like I, and you know what i mean like and again i totally wording it incorrectly but like the way that she had worded it, it was like there was no way you were gonna get fucking Leatherface out of that you know what i mean or you really gotta you know dig deep to know it's like you know a serial killer i think she said said a slasher or something and i was just like all right 70 serial killer like that kind of narrows it down but i was like man that's a damn good question you know <laughs> the way you far, think she worded it as far as wording goes it could be worse i was recently on a friend's podcast and i misspoke and called the director of the texas chainsaw massacre tober hoopy what do you oh do? yeah yeah no i mean that's just like I said, you know, it's funny. It's it, and, and there's so many films, you know, like I don't even know how Joe Bob Briggs is like not a robot. You know, I don't understand how he's a human, you know, we, to know, we, we don't know that he is. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I, I definitely like he's going to be the one to bring judgment day on us all. You know what I mean? Like it's just he's such an encyclopedia. Like I can't remember anything. Like if the DVDs in front of me, I'm like, cool. You know, or if somebody's like, oh, you remember this movie? And I'm like, mm. and then you start giving me actors and actresses and then maybe even like a quarter of the plot. And I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. I've seen that. You know, like it just, it just doesn't click. Um, it sucks. It's like when I'm talking to people about beer, they're asking me about styles. I'm like, oh shit, what the fuck is that style? And then other people are talking to me about movies and they're like, I was like, oh no, I can't remember it. And then someone's like, no, you know it, this, that, and everything else. And I'm like, oh yeah, cool. Well, I've had that issue with having Rona twice myself, so don't feel bad. All the song lyrics that I had memorized since teenage years, gone. They're all gone. Dude, I swear to you, last night I forgot my phone number. I was like, oh, what the hell? I'm like, is it 579-589? I'm like, holy crap. And it was like somebody had asked me for my number for like a business purpose, and it was kind of important. And I was like, <sighs> so then I, you know, like I just at the moment didn't even for, I didn't even remember my phone has the number like stored in it well, that, that yeah that and that's why you have the cards made yeah well that was it like I had I ran out of cards so like I kept saying five seven nine five seven nine it's five eight nine and I'm like oh my god that is embarrassing how do you not know your own freaking phone number like that's okay that's why it's in there to look happens to the best of us and <laughs> thank you so much I really appreciate very you having us on it's awesome you're awesome Thank you. You can find us at Spooky Doings Improv on Facebook, Spooky Doings at Instagram. I'm at Rick Guzman 718 on Twitter. Thank you very much, Ralph. I'll see you soon in there. I'll have a Pepsi. Shake your hand. We'll have Sounds some zaps. Like It'll be a good time. Maybe you'll have another movie playing on the screen that I need to educate myself about. Because as many movies as I've watched during the pandemic, and there were a lot, because I wasn't working, a sickening amount. <laughs> Uh, and I satisfied a lot of curiosities, but there's always more because some things aren't streaming, but I'll find them eventually. But thank you for being on the show. We've got a wonderful place. And to all thank our you. listeners, stay good, stay healthy, stay spooky. <laughs>